0: Hi, welcome to the Not Your Average Life Coach podcast. My name is Kay Wilson and I'm a self-empowerment coach and intuitive energy healer. And I am obsessed with helping you step into the most powerful version of yourself. If you are ready to overcome your self-doubt, transform your relationship with love, money, and self-worth and start creating the future you that you have always dreamed of becoming, you're in the right place. My desire with this podcast is to help you transform the relationship you have with yourself by sharing with you tools and perspectives that will help you actualize the life you have dreamed of creating. Treat this podcast as your own personal treasure trove of rich ideas, practices and teachings that will transform your day-to-day experience. Hello everybody, I am very excited to welcome Jane Gleeson-White back again to give us some more guidance on the new moon and full moon that are coming up in December and January this year. Uh, I'm sure you've all been experiencing lots of internal changes and shifts. I definitely know I have. And I find these podcasts deeply, deeply helpful in terms of the guidance that they can give us around the collective energy and the energy that's impacting us on levels that we genuine, like generally, sorry, don't have much clarity around. And having these guidelines in a way or these kind of sweeping strokes of understanding I feel gives me a much deeper sense of the context that I'm operating in and and I found it very comforting actually to be honest. So thank you so much Jane for all of the guidance that you've offered us so far. I'm really excited to hear what yeah December and January have in store for us.
1: Thank you so much, Kay, for having me here once again on your wonderful podcast. Um, Yeah, it's such fascinating energy to work with. And it's interesting that you find it comforting because the moon is very much about comfort. Uh, You know, it's our emotional cells. I was thinking back to the first podcast that we did where I spoke more about why we might be interested in looking at the moon in in its sort of annual or its monthly cycles. Um, and this particular pair of moons seems very significant in light of that because we have a a new moon in Capricorn on the 23rd of December, and that's a sort of one of its main um, symbols is the father. And then we have a new moon in January, on the 7th of January, um, and that's the mother archetype. And the moon actually rules Cancer and so we have this sort of parent energy and obviously a lot of our early emotional, well, all probably our early emotional development has come from whatever mother and father figures we had around us as children. So these two moons give us the opportunity to reflect on our inner parenting style, self-parenting, our inner father and our inner mother and how we might, um, you know, change them or allow them to grow as we have grown and maybe leave behind some of those old patterns from our childhood so it feels um these feel always like very important moons the cancer and capricorn axis the fourth sign and the 10th sign of the zodiac cancer being the fourth sign and the first water sign so it's hugely emotional energy and capricorn is the 10th sign and it's the last earth sign So it's all about structure and, um, wisdom. Yeah. It's earth wisdom. Yeah. So we'll just start there. It's about parents.
0: Yeah. And which obviously is such a potent topic, given the time of year that we're at, you know, as we're all about to go into the festive season and, um, and I should think for most of us spend that time with family. So, And that's always, I know from my experience, whenever I go back to England for Christmas with the folks or when they come to visit me here, you know, that's when I see my inner child, like, you know, come straight up to the surface and all these old patterns come and reveal themselves. So, yeah, it makes so much sense that this is the energy that's around us at this time.
1: Yeah, I mean, that's interesting about old patterns being triggered around this time. Absolutely. And just to focus on the full uh, on the new moon on the 23rd of December, you know, so two days before Christmas and right after the really powerful solstice, Mm. um, which in Sydney is on the 22nd of December. I know in the Northern Hemisphere, it's on the 21st. But, yeah, so it's you know as I was saying last time this is the beginning of a real speeding up in the energies and sort of cosmic astrological energies and this new moon is part of that the new moon in Capricorn because it's in conversation with Jupiter which is a planet we talked a lot about last time because it rules Sagittarius And it's um, beginning a new 12-year cycle. So Jupiter has a 12-year cycle through all the different signs. It spends about a year in each sign. And it's literally just gone into Aries, which is the first sign of the Zodiac. So this is all about this new self that we might feel we're becoming as a result of, especially these last um, few years since January 2020, Uh, because this moon also speaks a little bit to that moment um, and we might get new insights, uh, new ways of thinking about how these last three years have gone for us, in what ways we've changed, um, you know, and how we've grown and developed and, and, you know, new ways of looking at this new self that may have been born uh, during these years, which I think is true for you and definitely true for me and I think true for a lot of people these years oh, have given absolutely. us opportunity to reflect on things that we haven't you know it it's caused us to stop and reflect I think apart from all the people on the it front line me. I must always say
0: <clears throat> it actually astonishes me how you know in sync you know um I feel in with the energies that are being described around the moon I mean it's such a I I never appreciated how intrinsically the energy of the moon affected me. Never had any appreciation of that until we started doing these podcasts. Because what you have described to me, I mean, what we're gonna discuss in more detail, what we've already discussed prior to hitting record is, you know, a lot of of what is already true for me in this moment. And it astounds me actually that, you know, the moon has such a profound effect on all of us and we're so ignorant of it so it's um yeah talking to initiation energy particularly over the last three years is something that yeah 100% I've personally experienced and know that a lot of clients have too just you know going through this massive um cleansing and, and recalibration and and observing oneself in a completely new light so mm. yeah Please carry on. <laughs> and,
1: and also a lot of release as well. You know, mm. there's been so much release in the last year. I mean, those eclipses, you know, we were talking a lot about release there, letting go of old stuff. Um, so it feels that we've really done a lot of that and that this is, um, you know, so we, we're we getting much more in touch with this new person, this new being that we're becoming. Um, and given that, you know, the 12-year Jupiter cycle It's good to reflect back on where you were in June 2010 and January 2011, because that was when the last Jupiter cycle began. And usually the next Jupiter cycle will be some kind of spiraling up of that or some kind of, um, you know, development of whatever we've just whatever 12-year cycle we've just been through. I mean, I know for me, it was incredible to look back on that because I started my PhD in 2010 and that set me on a path that I definitely, you know, towards considering the value of nature and um, its place in the world and how we, you know, abuse it and so on. And now I'm finding myself working much more closely with plants. So I see that as definitely one of the many things that has been part of my 12-year Jupiter cycle um, so it doesn't matter how big or small these things are, but you know, the resonances are just extraordinary. So it's, this new moon is giving us an opportunity to create new structures and ways of, especially ways of using our time that will support this new being that we might feel that we're coming in to touch with. And I know, Kay, for you, it's really, um really clear that you have this sort of whole new way of being Mm. and you know and for any you know and yeah for any new enterprise that we want to embark on we need to create structures and routines in our day you know um we need to think about how we're using our time and how we're disciplining ourselves during the day to actually act on this new vision that we might have for how we might you know whatever new project we might have or whatever new self we might feel needs expression.
0: Yeah, I'd like to talk to that a little bit because yes, you're absolutely right. I have been personally experiencing this in a very profound way. Um, and and I've also observed it with clients too in a lot of them saying, you know, I know what I, I want to be. And, but having quite, you know, a lot of conflict, internal conflict around how that journey is going to unfold and feeling this sense of obligation around what they should or shouldn't be doing. I guess there's inner parents going nuts within them, you know. And, and uh, at least, you know, I just want to share that in my own personal experience with, with this unfolding I'm witnessing of myself really stepping into a version of myself, which I had completely not expected, Um, I have come to a place of every time I think about the nature of this journey and how these things are all going to happen, I actually surrender to a place of trust. I don't know how, and that's okay. So that's been my kind of my pathway, which is, I'm just going to allow this to unfold through me because I think this can be something we can easily get caught up in and it's this sense of I have this job to do and you know and in that our egos can get quite quickly entangled with this sense of self-importance and so I've been trying to be as attentive as possible to a broader understanding that you know what is to unfold is something that's moving through me and the artistry of life moves through me and so the more I surrender and trust that it will unfold in all the right ways the easier that passage will be and so far where I have employed that approach it's actually proven to be exactly that and where I have not been able to afford to use that approach because of old patterns within myself where I've witnessed conflict that has created conflict in the outcome or not conflict but challenge in the outcome and so it's really awesome you know when you you know and self-work is such a trial and error experience and you know, and so now I'm like, well, this has worked. this whole just trusting. So I'm just going to employ that across the board now and, you know, continually working with those internal patterns that are coming up. But as we all are, and I think it's really good to own that, that we're all walking through these patterns in de- varying degrees and reconditioning ourselves. So. Um, so, yes, I think it's it's really important to have that structure and allow it to allow that structure to be burst within you. Rather than yeah. old conditioning to you know read you know to you actually said this to me once Jane you said I feel okay that sometimes you use the old paradigm of your corporate world and you impose it on the way that you show up with your spiritual self. You oh, did I <laughs> nailed me? <laughs>
1: well, I mean it's interesting because Capricorn also rules our professional lives and our jobs. You know when you spoke about that, so it's also about redefining all of the ways that we think about that. I mean, because mm. professional lives have transformed hugely in the last three years as well. And we can sort of open our minds to, you know, your spiritual, um, what would you call it? Channeling or whatever is going to be your profession, you know, so these are new things that are becoming possible. Um, but yeah, what was interesting in what you were saying is, you know, so these, like to try something new often we have old patterns of you're not allowed to do that or why would you do that or we have you know I think for myself teachers going oh you can't do that or parents going you can't do that but you still want to do that thing you still have this urge to for me it's painting always Um, and you know this is this moment this new moon is about just trusting ourselves it is a lot about trust but it's also Really, about it's very practical. It's sort of like practical love. Like, how can you support yourself in the best possible way for this new thing that you want to bring into being? So, yes, you are trusting whatever comes through you, and you're also setting up structures in the world to bring people together, you know, events. And, you know, so we need real world material structures to embody these new practices or ways of being that we want to um develop right you know because it's really like a brand new seed of ourselves and there is a lot of ego in this as well it's about ego because it's it's Jupiter and Aries which is I am and it's the moon in Capricorn which is you know your legacy your career your achievements your public kind of success so that's a lot of quite masculine energy mm-hmm. and and very kind of, um, you know, much p- part of a bigger culture that likes achievement and success and go get them, you know. So you can get caught up in all of that kind of dynamic. And this is about thinking about how we use it in new ways that might be more true to whatever these new professional beings are that we want to create. And also these new, um, or this new 12 year cycle of how we want to be in the world.
0: Right. Yeah, I think there's um, it's the I am energy that you mentioned is always really fascinating to me because I always thought of that as a very sort of um, power over energy rather than a power with energy and you know from what you're saying it's it's really moving out of that paradigm of power over into really embracing and understanding that we're far stronger working with others and you're absolutely right in terms of like as much as i have been doing the trusting on the one side on the other side i've been actively collaborating with people in new ways and seeking out new networks which is something i've never done in the past so there's always that masculine feminine balance in in what we're doing i suppose and um Yeah, I feel it's 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 actually getting I think it's actually, to be honest, becoming really able to observe very clearly what your driving force is and where it's coming from within you. So that because those old conditioning, those old patterns of our parents growing up, you know, when we can really hone in on, oh, this desire to do X, Y, Z is actually coming from that place as opposed to. A place of genuine heart-led desire within myself, and I think it's really creating this profound level of clarity within yourself around where is my des- where are my wants and my desires coming from? Are they coming from heart-led me, or are they coming from a wounding? You know, a past limitation or belief that has been conditioned to me over my childhood. Um, and I think the more that we start paying attention to our drivers, the easier that becomes for us to identify.
1: Yeah, I mean, that's an interesting way of putting it, because at this new moon, it's more about there's a lot of energy with our actual desires, like our own unique inner desires. Mm. Um and it's not so much the desire that might seem like somebody else's or inherited from our parents. It's more the voice in us that might be like the inner father. And this is, we're still talking about the Capricorn new moons. So that's very much the inner father, the cultural father, what we're allowed to do, you know, in the world. Um, and it's more that voice that we might have still inside us, like, where do you, you know slag yourself off where are you self-critical where are you stopping yourself from doing what your heart wants to do it's more about that energy so it's not necessarily about the impulse because that's probably going to be more clear it's how you can support that impulse as a you know a sort of wise inner voice of a very supportive father figure authority figure you know because I feel in the broader culture I mean basically uh you know models of parenting um are a pretty can be pretty toxic like abusive and domineering and collapsed mothers i mean you know all of for all good reasons that we've lived in a very you know repressive culture and no one's been very well parented our own parents included so nothing personal about any parents i think you know i'm a parent myself so um but i think we all need to do a lot of that internal rethinking about you know that voice in our head, the inner critic, that's the sort of Capricorn energy that I'm talking about. That's Mm -hmm. a new moon. How can we use that voice more supportively? You know, because we need an inner critic and we need the limit setter and we need the person who's going to kind of pull us in line and say, but what are the consequences of that decision? And have you thought about this? And you know, that long-term thing. Uh, that long-term planning so we we definitely need that voice but we don't need it to be the repressive voice that's going to stop us from doing anything new and adventuring into the world so it you know often we have that voice in our head because it's kept us safe in unsafe situations when we're young but you know as I was saying in the very first podcast we're now uh, we're now adults presumably Mm -hmm. everyone listening to this is an adult um And so often our emotional energy is still caught in those old habits. And because this is the Capricorn moon, that's the emotional energy around how we might've felt that we were fathered, either by a father or by teachers or the culture, you know, and anything that felt critical and repressive and authoritarian and stopped us from doing what we wanted to do.
0: Well, yeah, I think... Yeah, it's such an interesting area in terms of, you know, being very clear about your drivers, because I remember a girlfriend of mine, we talked about, you know, she's come into a lot of awareness that she has found it very difficult to kind of sit still, because she actually grew up with a father that was slightly um, on the spectrum. And his way of navigating that was basically by keeping busy. And so she has had a lot of unknown to her anxiety driving her behavior. So she would wake up and say, I want to go for a surf. But what she's realized is that actually her body's tired and she needed to rest. So you see, it's like, that's, I feel really when we're tuning into where our, even our desires are coming from, like, are they coming from a place of love or fear? Because when, and, you know, and really honing in on that helps us get really clear on on actually what is true for us. And, And when we become attuned to that, then we automatically emancipate ourselves from those parental, those 3D parental conditions that we had placed on us growing up because we start to see, oh, I actually, I rush a lot because my mom only ever said to me, I'm leaving in five minutes. You're either ready or you're not. That was my upbringing. (laughs) And so I've spent a lot of my life like feeling like I have to be quick. Even to this day, I'll turn around to my husband and say, I've just got to go to the loo. It's like, like just being the, the word that I'm now really aware of because that's me not giving myself as much time as I need to go to the loo, but rushing to go to the loo. So these are all the things that I have become really aware of to observe my parental conditioning versus, well, how long do you want to be in the loo 4K? <laughs> <laughs> well, so it's really, you know, um. Stepping, I feel this is such a great, a powerful episode because reparenting ourselves is where freedom comes from. In my experience, Mo- and weirdly, twelve years ago, I moved to Australia. I landed in Australia. I had left my family in England, so I think that was the journey of me starting to reparent. pay unbeknownst to me, and now coming into the fullness of this. And in the last few years really coming into contact with what i now call mother father spirit you know who are you know spirit energy is my parents like that source energy is the source of me so that is actually my true parent and having that's my that's where i go for help now that's where i'm like okay i'm not sure show me show me the answer you know, and then I let that I've learned to trust and let things unfold versus calling my parents and seeing them, as we talked earlier, like as more of, a you know, older brother or sister. Like, I love you. You're kind of annoying sometimes, but that's OK. I love <laughs> you know, and having that kind of relationship. But what that involves is actually taking profound ownership of yourself, which is very confronting for most people. You know, we used to, as much as we moan about our parents, we actually project a lot of our stuff onto them and it's their fault I'm like this. But when we start to take ownership of all our stuff, it's not their fault. It's me that's perpetuating that conditioning. So it's actually us taking responsibility for it. So what a powerful, powerful time.
1: Yeah, and interesting, um, yeah, absolutely. Interesting the example you gave your friend with surfing, because that sounds like, I mean, yes, it might have felt like a desire to her, but also that sounds like a habit that she's just adopted, you know, this habitual way of behaving because that's what the energy was in her heart. or so that was, you know, how she perceived her father. So given that we're talking about the moon and you know, so these are old habits of talking to ourselves and and yes it's about trust and it's really it's very practical energy it's much more about um you know how do you use your time in the day you know do you you know if you want to in the next six months achieve something create a new project set an intention for what you want to do for the next six months what steps do you have to take in order to do that? So it's really about, you know, if, you know, for example, if I want to write a book, I have to sit down at my desk for about four hours a day with, you know, the writing, you know, the book, you know, so it's about long-term projects and how we support ourselves each day to, you know, get down to work because it's about, our careers and our achievements and new projects that we might have. So yeah, it it it's. I mean, what you're talking about is is true in relation to this moon, but it's very much more practical and, um, you know. So yes, it's about the inner father and the ways that we might um, criticize ourselves and stop ourselves from doing things. Um, and but this particular energy of the Capricorn new moon is about the way we structure our lives to support ourselves, to do what we want to do. So for me, in relation to you, it's about the way that you created these events, you know, with, so yes, it's about the relationships, but it's more about the structures in your time where you can bring people together to actually do this new profession that you're, Walking into, so to speak, do you understand
0: yeah, it's like uh, yeah. It's like basically <clears throat> enjoying your divine masculine energy, you know really um you know the divine masculine is always you know nurturing the the environment in which the divine feminine can flourish, you know and so creating the structure, creating the safety, creating the um yeah, the sense of place and yeah, yeah and that's sounds like what you're you're creating emphasis around is is that aspect like respecting our desires enough to give them the support they need to flourish? Absolutely, perfect. Yeah, yes, amazing. Yeah, I think that's uh, especially in the spiritual space. That's a very helpful thing to be reminded of because I think, you know, I know that in my time, I've definitely got way more preoccupied with spending a lot of time in other realms rather <laughs> than. <laughs> The 3d one that actually you know is going to support a lot of physical manifestation so um yeah i think it's worth keeping that in mind you know that balance of action as well as intention is really important
1: and yeah and you that's the perfect word because it's very much about manifesting energy it's very much about you know cosmic laws the law of gravity it's you know it's why it's always it's about limits and boundaries where do we have to you know, where are we limiting ourselves unnecessarily and where do we need to limit ourselves so that, you know, I just don't go dreaming all day long instead of writing a book, you know. So it's about creating those structures and limits, the safe sort of um, boundaries. Yeah, because we need a structure to inhabit this earthly realm. You know, we can't just, if if we were just spirits, we wouldn't be here. So yeah, it's very much about that energy um, which is very beautiful energy, and it can yeah. seem austere and boring, and you know, to talk about rules and regulations and limits, but it's it's about us finding what works for ourselves, what of those, you know, like do you want to start a daily meditation practice or a daily yoga practice or a daily writing practice, or you know, it's how
0: really isn't it? It's a commitment. <laughs> to...
1: Absolutely, and it's about long term. <laughs> yeah, and it's really sensible, it's wise. It's about elders. It's about karma. You know, things have consequences. Mm. Um, so yeah, it's very much about the earthly realm.
0: Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's. Um. I was actually talking to someone about this over the weekend at this, uh, festival I was doing an event at, and um, and we talked about the importance of it's a it's a Buddhist philosophy. I'm pretty sure right word, right thought, to right action, and just you know this is another way of really ensuring that alignment of self and that is really being attentive to the words that you're using um you know the the way that you're thinking about things and then the way that you behave I mean these are things that if one of those things is out of alignment what comes back to you is not going to be satisfying and the experience of it is not going to be satisfying because it's out of alignment and so it's really you know tuning all those things into a place of uh authenticity actually and having courage to do that because generally the reason that we are out of alignment is because we're fearful in some way of speaking our truth or of showing up in a way that we think might up you know upset other people or whatever it is and um or not backing ourselves you know and not then putting the effort in for ourselves so yeah it's um it's a very i think a lot of people t- can be challenged by the idea of structure, but I think it's worth, you know, reframing that sense of constraint into a place of self-respect, actually. self And not
1: even restraint, more support, you know, mm, I mean, yeah. like a building needs, it's yeah. not restraining anything, it's supporting it. So it's very much about how we think of structure as a, a way of supporting ourselves, you know, and Creating and it's, and it's not really about habits. That's more Virgo, but it still is about how do we use our time every day. It's very much about time. Reflect on how we use our time. How do we waste time? You know, Capricorn energy is very much about simplifying and um, getting down to the basics. <clears throat> it can be quite austere, <clears throat> but you know, it tells it's about what's really essential. Mm. You know, what's essential in your day. Where are you wasting time? Are you going to allow yourself to waste time? Because sometimes that can be really good, you know. So, but also when you mentioned courage, I mean, there's a lot of courage at the time of this new moon. Um, and it's a lot of initiatory energy. So, I mean, it's it's a fantastic moon and it's just about working out where your impulse, what you want to do needs to be structured within sort of the laws of gravity and the laws of physics and the laws of karma and the cosmos yeah so it's about finding that relationship um you know which is
0: yeah can i ask before we step into the full moon because there is this solstice Mm. the 21st 22nd what bearing does that have on this new moon energy
1: well it has because it's so close to it it has a lot of similar planetary energy um and it's again it's just it's about new beginnings like this is a time of such new beginnings the solstice is even more um because so the solstice is the first day that the sun goes into Capricorn um so it's at zero degrees Capricorn so it's even more um energizing this energy I've been talking about of the Jupiter cycle and it's also there's a lot of there's just a whole lot of initiatory new energy in this solstice and the new moon and it's it's you know some of the spiritual commentators that I listen to see this solstice I mean it always is a portal as you know sort of an entry point a doorway through which we walk into the new season um, and this one is a particularly powerful one so, you know, for those people who listen to this podcast who are on spiritual paths, and I'm sure many of you are, this is a really powerful kind of moment for that, you know, like a doorway into a, into a new kind of world type energy. And the new moon is, you know, is inviting us to find new ways to structure our lives to support this new energy that's coming in. And it's also back to the new moon quickly um, on the same day. The wounded healer, which is an asteroid I've mentioned, Chiron, in some of these podcasts, has been in introverted energy for the last five months, and so it's been a lot about reflecting on our where our wounds are or our you know vulnerabilities, and they've been if not healed, I'm I'm not sure about that word healing, but you know we've we've had a lot of Um, opportunity to reflect on them and feel them and work with them and that's that energy is going direct on the same day as new moon which means that maybe we'll be feeling more at ease with where we found you know our vulnerabilities and our sensitive spots our wounds and being able to take that into the world in a more um empowered way you know just have more courage around where we're vulnerable because that's a really powerful way to be in the world to be able to be vulnerable
0: yeah amazing it's um it's interesting when i was tuning into the solstice because i'm running this event on it i um i got a very clear indication around this being a very powerful portal like yeah. a, almost like a time loop like you could step through it and just be catapulted into a very new paradigm for yourself um and there was a lot of heart energy around it um would that be true in terms of an astrological
1: well just in general, it's that same Taurus North node same there's heart energy I mean that is this that's the sh- big shift that's happening and it's really emphasized until the middle of next year. so absolutely it's not particularly emphasized at this new moon um unless it's about um, uh finding new ways to think about your values you know or not even to think about them new new visions for what your values are and it is all about the heart energy so that's probably the best way to think of it in terms of this particular full moon, uh, new moon and and also in terms of the solstice um mm-hmm. how can you reimagine your ways your values and sense of self-value and self-esteem it's very much about that and especially related to the earth and the heart yeah so it's all about love and mother earth it's that really earthy energy that I keep going back to which is yeah strongly emphasized so maybe that's what you were tuning into but I mean I just think everything about this time of change is an invitation to be more and more in our heart
0: that's it and I feel that yeah my sense was that As a heart activation experience, we would be supported in moving into that next version of ourselves because we would have so much more expansive energy within ourselves to hold space for it, as opposed to that, you know, critical that critique, that inner critic. So it was um, yeah, it felt like a powerful opportunity to. Sit in the heart space and really expand that sense of self acceptance and self empowerment.
1: Yeah. And that's actually a really beautiful um, other way of thinking about this new moon, you know, because it's such initiatory energy um, to think about it also as an allowing of space. So, you know, make time in your day where that you do can meditate or can reflect, do have time out from all the busyness and allow yourself to be in the unknown, you know because change all change is about going into the unknown and it's about um, creating the time and space for for that to happen you know Mm. Um, and to not be afraid of it because another downside of Capricorn is fear you know Saturn can be fearful but there's a lot of courage as well so you know we don't necessarily like change we don't necessarily like to go into the unknown so Mm. you know allow yourself To be in the unknown at this time of year you know it's the end of a a whole year reflect on where you've been and how much you've changed um and what you can release and you know make space for the new
0: yeah yeah absolutely exciting times
1: and it's the last new moon of the year so
0: you know and so then we move into january
1: And then we move into the full moon in cancer on the 7th of January, Saturday, the 7th of January, 2023. Uh, That's at 10am. And this is so much about mother energy. And it's about our deepest emotional selves, our deepest intuitive selves, our unconscious. So it's a lot about the self that we're hardly even familiar with. It's our most private self. So if Capricorn rules our most public self, our careers. Um, Cancer rules our deepest, most private self, the self we are at home when no one else is around. And it does also rule the domestic sphere and the home. Um, And this moon is, well, first of all, it will illuminate whatever kind of new emotional patterns were set up six months ago. Uh, which for me was incredibly interesting to reflect upon. Um, So look back to June um, 2022 and um, reflect on how you have emotionally matured or what you might have initiated then. For me, I know that I gave a eulogy for my um mother's brother so that was a really powerful moment um and so this moon will illuminate whatever emotional yeah. patterns and energies yeah that
0: was the new moon in june 2022 which yeah. is that into fruition as a
1: full. yeah moon. Um, yeah did i say the new moon will illuminate that
0: oh no i was just reiterating for. Yeah. yeah
1: yeah yeah so this full moon now will shed light on you know your emotional kind of terrain over the last six months um and also, it's in a um, stressful aspect to Mercury, which is how we think and our, You know, it's the planet of communication, and so it might we might um, experience this as a lot of self criticism or criticism of others. Very judgmental energy in the Mercury, and you know, or very emotional energy. So we can sort of swing between. Being judgmental and critical and very emotional and I think it's about working with you know how we can um observe our emotions and allow our full emotional beings to um be present without too much judgment because I think that's quite difficult
0: yeah I think it's but yeah I think um that's the key though really that's you know when I really understood self-love it was when I came into the profound understanding that it was about accepting every single part of me mm. not just yeah because,
1: you know because this is really vulnerable energy as well and it's our it's our tiny you know most elemental child selves um in relation to our mothers you know so there's it can be very attached energy it can be you know very secretive it's you know cancer is the crab so it's where we protect ourselves our deepest softest selves um and you know always this energy plays out in the world you might be critical of other people they might be judgmental of you for whatever emotions you're expressing and for me always the best way to work with it is is internally you know like whatever emotions are being triggered for you how are you self-judging like as you were saying like what really vulnerable shameful part of you are you shaming or judging that's awesome. um that's i think the most empowering way to work with the that's energy
0: taking ownership so yeah when we when we really step into that place of recognizing that nothing's actually being done to us as hard as that can be to understand but you know all our triggers are just simply our own uh insecurities or or misbeliefs misunderstandings that are being highlighted through the behavior or the situation the behavior of others around us or the situation that we're in and the more that we can take ownership of that the more that we actually step out of our very human wounded self and more into our soul-led self you know and I know that for me, that's been a really big experience in terms of really observing when I oscillate from my very kind of, oh, but what about me energy to all is well, I understand this, you know, and, and seeing it from this broader perspective. And and yeah, and ownership of our triggers and the recognition that the people around us are our teachers, not our punishers, is it's a big step to make, you know, it's it's a very... You know victimhood's so attractive. <laughs> we, we are trained to attach ourselves to victimhood. And that's really what the unconditioning is. It's us detaching ourselves from the entitlement that being a victim gives us, of you know, um not taking ownership of our own discomfort. Um and so, yeah, it, it takes a tremendous amount of self-discipline, yeah, and courage, to actually really start saying to yourself, "Actually, no, no, I'm not angry with my mother-in-law. I'm because she wants this to happen for Christmas. I'm actually sad within myself because I feel that, you know, my mother-in-law might." take more attention than I'll get from my partner, whatever the reason is, you know, once we start dropping deeply into ourselves, I use that example, because that's actually the first time I started taking ownership for my own stuff was uh, years ago, um, probably 2017, that Christmas, 2016, 2017. And I had been coming into this awareness of I really need to start taking ownership of my triggers, which was fine to a degree up until it got really personal. (laughs) And it was Christmas and uh, my mother-in-law wanted us all to go to hers. And I was like really resistant to it. And I was about to turn around to my husband and say, well, she can't tell us what we should or shouldn't do. And I caught myself and I asked myself, Kay, why are you really angry? And it was actually because I felt that I would just be abandoned in this Christmas celebration because in that situation, I didn't feel valued. And, and it was, you know, I was walking the beach with my husband and one minute I was like, oh, this, that and the other, and then I'd gone really quiet. And so from his perspective, he was like, what, what's happening? Are you okay? And actually, it was me for the first time taking ownership of my own shit. And I turned around to him, and then I went, it's fine, we can go to your mother's. <laughs> because I had really acknowledged it was my stuff I needed to work through. So it, it's challenging it's a practice
1: you said yeah that's a perfect example and um so briefly for me I I find it the best way to work because you can actually change things you know like you can change how you treat yourself and you can change how you behave you can't really change how other people behave so it just seems like you know a very constructive creative way of working with it but you said probably the two key words for these two moons, which is self-discipline, which is very much about Capricorn. You know, it's all about self-discipline in the best possible way and abandonment, you know, and that is so much the Cancer full moon. That is so much, you know, because we're talking about our earliest emotional beings, which, you know, are so often abandoned, you know, those feelings, like that's probably one of the most... Um, primal core wounds that we can have that sense of abandonment in whatever way it's manifested in our own lives and how that can keep echoing through our lives until we stop one day as you did and you you did not abandon yourself you sort of caught yourself and in that moment of self-discipline which is really what it was like snap yourself out of it and bring yourself around that's so much about what this is about. And so if we're thinking about this full moon in relation to this stressful aspect with Mercury, it is exactly about that, like talking ourselves round in a responsible, caring way um, Mm -hmm. when we're feeling abandoned or so emotionally vulnerable. And, And almost if we're adults now, which I'm sure all your listeners are, to remind ourselves that we are adults and, and we're not abandoned and we're no longer that child and you know yeah that can be really hard because that child has a really big crab shell on that um you know has been used to protect us
0: well that's where energy work is so powerful because once you learn how to work with your feelings and, you know, let's be really clear, your feelings and your emotions are your energy. When you know how to work with energy work, that's code for, you know how to work constructively with the way that you feel inside your body. And, you know, uh, I think the clearer we are around understanding how powerful our emotions are and the impact they have on the way that we show up socially, but also the impact on the way that we feel within our bodies physically you know, so many people walk around with back pain or shoulder pain or neck pain, or and it's all emotionally created. And you know, the the shock, horror, and miraculousness that they think they've witnessed when all they've done is clear an emotional block, and then all of a sudden their back doesn't hurt. It's you know, it's just consistently understanding that you are an incredible being and that your body is communicating to you through your feelings all the time and it's about us valuing that enough to take the time to listen
1: yeah this is all about feelings um and the communication the way they might communicate with us but it's also you know so apart from that bit of the full moon it's also beautifully in tune with spirit and cosmic energy so very flowing you know so cancer also rules our intuition which is you know our gut instincts and our connection with the divine spirit cosmos whatever the universe however you would like to call it and so the more that we honor and, and allow our emotional beings um the more we tune in to spirit So there's a beautiful connection here between the cosmos and our emotional beings. So, you know, we might have amazing illuminations about our spiritual beings and our not even our purpose, just our connection with the cosmos. It's it's beautiful energy. You know, it's very watery energy. So another good time to be by the ocean or to be in water and it's summer. So but yeah, it's it's very Very ethereal, ephemeral, spiritual, intuitive energy at this full moon.
0: Beautiful. Well, I can't wait for that because I know I'll really enjoy it.
1: (laughs) And also, very beautifully tuned into that heart energy that we were talking about earlier, which is this Mm. sort of collective path until the middle of next year, which is tuning much more into the earth and into our hearts. And of course, it's sort of the same thing.
0: Yeah. And, you know, if any of the listeners really struggle with that, it's that one of the best practices I can recommend you start with is instead of, you know, moving through your day from a place of what do you think, actually really moving through your day from a place of how do I feel? And just making that switch can have a really profound effect on your connection with your emotional self, um, which will in turn lead you to your spiritual self. I actually had a girlfriend go and sit in a plant medicine ceremony. Um, I won't get into plant medicine on this podcast, but it's definitely something that I will talk about going forward. However, she came back and she said to me, Kay, I felt, she said, I keep crying. I keep crying at everything. I saw, apparently she saw five older gentlemen on a bike dressed as Santa Claus on a bike ride yesterday because we're here in Australia, it's hot weather. And they're all in their shorts, T-shirts and had Santa hats and big beards on. And she said, and I just burst into tears. And she's like, everything is making me cry. This is an extremely smart woman who works for a very international, prestigious company. And, And I said to her, how fascinating, because your safe place is your intellectual self. And she said, it's so funny you say that, because throughout the experience with the plant medicine, it was like I wasn't allowed to think. and so what happened was she was forced into her heart and that was where she was experiencing all this overwhelm because it was a place that she was not familiar with she hadn't given herself permission to really sit with her feelings as powerfully as she now could and she said you know I was going down into to go to the ceremony and I was just I felt so confident and I really wanted to increase my connection with spirit and I was like well you got everything you asked for (laughs) And and that's it. It's people so often say, I really want to connect with my spiritual self care. I really want to connect with my intuition. And then I'll say, Well, how do you feel about X Y Z? Oh, I don't really know how I feel about that. And it's like, Well, your feelings. That's that's a golden ticket.
1: That's such a perfect example for these moons because that career, you know, all that energy put into that Capricorn outward career successful self at the expense of that emotional self and it is about the heart, but this cancer energy is really much more about the gut. So it's even, you know, so it's beautifully aligned with the heart energy at this um, full moon, but the actual emotional energy that we're talking about is even deeper you know it's that sacral chakra it's really the gut and cancer rules the stomach and food and you know so often I mean I've caught myself doing this um myself um you know I'll some I'll suddenly I'll get this urge to rush down to the kitchen and eat something and I've just started to go and why did I just do that did I just feel did something just make me uncomfortable was that just emotionally charged? and sure you know it's such a fascinating way for me to you know, become more conscious of what I might be feeling unbeknownst to myself. Because that's the cancer energy. We often don't even know what we're feeling, you yeah. know, because it's so submerged, not just because we suppress it, but because that's the nature of these really deep feelings. You know, these this is our roots. This is ancestral stuff. This is ancient
0: yeah oh food that's a big one yeah
1: so the stomach and and we often suppress our feelings by eating Mm -hmm. you know that can be a connection so i love that um yeah that she had that experience because i also note plant medicine you ingest it and so it works from that really sort of elemental level beyond so she can't control it anymore it's working from within
0: yeah yeah which is why it's so powerful it renders you mute in terms yeah. of your resistance, you know, and, and that's, you know, you're, you're put into a complete place of supplication. And, and actually that's, to be honest, I won't get into this too much because it's such a big area, but that is where people have so much difficulty with plant medicine is because they are not allowing themselves to surrender. And that was my one piece of advice to her was, whatever you do, surrender because if you try to fight, it will do everything it can to help you let go of that resistance. And if that involves purging, as in being sick or whatever, that's what will happen. So, you know, if you're going on a plant medicine journey and you want to have a relatively gentle physical experience, at least, surrender, 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 surrender.
1: (laughs) And That that could be, you know, the motto of the full moon. right. you know, because it is a lot about Um, well, it's being in conversation with that judgmental self that she might have had who, you know, the career person who didn't wasn't comfortable with her emotions or whatever, I mean, without making it too much of a cartoon to caricatured. Um but it's now, this moon is about surrender and is about release and is about trust. and. Um, you know to allow our emotions to come up and trust that they're going to inform us of what we need to know you know because as you say that's where a lot of information is that we've kept Mm. hidden from ourselves
0: yeah the yogis say all the answers are within you and they are not lying Mm. that's exactly where I have found all my answers it's been within me and continues to be within me so yes when you learn how to drop into yourself it's amazing what is revealed to you um wowza. well I feel like we've covered a lot there which is really exciting
1: yeah I mean just to sort of conclude I would say about these two moons yeah and I think we've already said it really clearly but really it is about Um, so the cancer full moon is about unconditional love. It's just supporting ourselves and allowing ourselves to be our emotional beings in our fullest ways, whatever come up, whatever comes up. And especially in the aftermath of Christmas and the new year, you know, it can be a really slumpy time, the 7th of January, you know, so if you're feeling emotional, then just allow that and unconditionally love yourself. And then at the new moon um, in December, really reflect on how you can support yourself and whatever new self is coming into being or new project or you know new burst of energy just create the structures for the next six months to allow even if it's just a little project like you want to start painting which is what I am doing you know just allow yourself some time in the day just you know and you don't it's no judgment you don't have to be the best it's not about any of that it's just about allowing, supporting yourself to be in that unknown, to be an initiate and initiates their beginners, you know, allow yourself to be in that beginner energy.
0: So, yeah, hundred percent agree. My um, internal realization, surrender and uh, initiation has been around becoming aware of my ability to channel um, the higher realms. And uh, so I have been doing that every morning, basically, just the first thing I do, I wake up and I go and uh, and I allow that to just move through me. And and that's it. I can agree more, Jane. It's just creating that commitment to yourself actually is how I've decided to view that because, you know, it's an ultimate level of self-respect and honouring. You know, this is something that's calling to my heart. Therefore, I will prioritize it um, and really welcome it into my life. And and then just seeing the fruits of that labor flower, you know, mm. is really beautiful. You know, that's that's the the karma that comes back.
1: Absolutely. Yes. Yeah, it's the planting of the seeds. And exactly as you say, it's, um, you know, that is a structure that you've created to allow this new thing to come through. As in every morning, you're going to practice it. That's absolutely this energy. So, yeah, take that into your new moon on the 23rd of December and, you know, who knows what will happen at the full moon in Capricorn next year,
0: Mm. in six months time, you know, where will
1: you be everybody with your new habits and structures
0: yeah it's really what you know you really inspire me to keep a diary which is something I've never really been drawn to do but you know when you're when you start to work with moon energy in this way and and being able to reflect six months ago or six months for you know when you move six months forward and able to look back at this point having that diary uh you know where you were is probably a really beautiful extension to your experience
1: yeah it's fascinating so fascinating
0: yeah so i guess if you're really passionate about really you know uh weaving moon energy into your lifestyle it's probably worth you know investing in a 2023 diary for starters <laughs> and, you know really bringing that into your your life experience um thank you so much jane again thank you. for all your pearls of wisdom i <clears throat> really appreciate it and, you know, I know even when you were talking about the full moon in cancer and how it could be emotional and, you know, bringing up a few things and just having that awareness is going to make that time so much easier. You know, and this is what I've continually experienced because of these sessions we've had that every time and we've had some really challenging times the last few months, you know, and just having this greater context has made the experience so much easier to navigate. So profound gratitude again. Oh, thank you. I mean, I should
1: also, I mean, the the full moon is also very beautiful because it's beautifully connected to the heart energy and earth energy and Mm. sort of cosmic energy. So there's lots of beautiful things. But yeah, I mean, you know, thank you, Kay. This has been fascinating for me as well. You know, I've I love doing this and each month reflecting on these two moons in a way that I can speak about them in plain language i hope <laughs> yes. um, but yeah so you know of course thank you for your invitation and i look forward to the next one which will be all about our creative beings and our collaborations
0: <clears throat> oh, exciting times that sounds good well i will say goodbye to everybody but before i actually fully sign off if you would like to receive an energy transmission Um, for the solstice event, I will be sending out an email with an invitation for that. So if you haven't already gone to my website and signed up for um, newsletters, then please do. My uh, website is www.kwilson.love or if you would like a personal session with me to support you with any of this um, or you want to connect more deeply with your spiritual self and would like to directly connect with your uh, spirit guides or guardian angels then please do reach out at hello at kwilson.love or again go to the website and just book in a session thank you so much jane for your time thank you all for joining us sending you lots of love for the festive season and we will see you in the new year take care everybody (laughs) Thank <laughs> you.